Welcome back to the basement, everyone. You are now tuned into Chunky Last of the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Uh, grab a seat, make yourself comfortable, get a beverage or two. I hope you tuned in last week. Uh, we sat down with Nick Sanborn, otherwise known as Made of Oak, uh, otherwise known as Half of Sylvan Esso, was one of the uh, more fun conversations we had this year. I can actually say that now because we're we're racing towards the end of the year. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, and if you haven't done that, stop right now. Go back and listen to it. Just do it and listen to his EP. Uh, so you done that? You caught up? Okay. Uh, it being the end of the year, uh, we have this one last album review podcast. We've, we've reviewed a lot of good albums, some great albums, and some I, some real stinkers <laughs> this year. Uh, but you know, we've covered the gamut and basically talked about what we, we wanted to talk about. So. Um, we had a little slot open and realized we had left these two out. Uh, so what you're going to get today, we're going to be talking about Grimes. Uh, she has a new album out, uh, and it is certainly more poppy than her last. Uh, but we're going to get to the bottom of that, me and Carrie and Eduardo. And uh, Jeff Lynn of ELO fame is back with Jeff Lynn's ELO. Uh, Alone in the Universe is the name of the album. And it is, uh, you know, I think it will bear out in our discussion if... if we're going to consider that a proper ELO album or what, what's really going on here, uh, whether it's worth your time. Uh, also, want to say, uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, at the end of this week, and you, we talk about this at the end of the podcast, our good friends in Kingsley Flood are, uh, are playing at U Street Music Hall here in Washington, D.C. Uh, even better, our friends in the North Country, the reconfigured North Country, are going to be playing uh, this show. It is a uh, win-win no lose uh, situation evening of rock that I will most certainly be at. You should be at it too. We're going to put links in the uh, show notes where you can buy tickets. Uh, and you can come out and uh, drink a few beers and enjoy some kick ass music. So we've got a song from Kingsley Flood at the back end of this, uh, the title track from their latest EP for you to check out. Just in case you hadn't heard of them, you listen to this podcast. So that is, uh, that is about it. It's a quick intro. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a lot of talking. The best of ones coming up, so uh, here you go. This is episode number 144 of Chunky Lights, the podcast, where we're reviewing new albums from Grimes and ELO. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two word review, just a shit sandwich. That right there he is a wonderful power. We're eating some pork on the podcast. <laughs> Tonight we're going to have samples of all the meats. The sounds of chewing. No, we actually can't eat it anymore because it's, it's post Thanksgiving uh, podcast. If you guys are ready, um, welcome back to the basement. Thank you guys for coming out on this holiday weekend. I hope uh, Carrie and Eduardo, you got your fill. We did. Is it fantastic? All the turkey you could ever want. We had crabs, just like the early Ooh. settlers. Oh wow. 
that's way cooler like, than <laughs> being full eat? of turkey and butter. To eat, yeah, okay. we taste them around the okay, house. Just, as soon as we caught them, then we <laughs> cooked them and ate them. Yeah, crabs and gonorrhea, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ate some cheeseburgers because America. Because America. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. Just strip club. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I'm actually surprised I'm awake. I had a very violent reaction to turkey this year. The, the, we were eating and, and it knocked me out. Like, well, <laughs> had nothing to do with the three bottles of wine we had consumed. Nothing. Never. Uh, but, never. Uh, knocked me out and, uh, and I had to be woken up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Today was a nap day for sure. Today was for very me. much yeah. a nap day yep. and a podcast day. Um, this is, I'm sort of sad that Paul couldn't be with us, but he's scared of ELO. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, as I said on the earlier podcast, we were we, – we had it planned out and Phil Cook didn't work out, which made us all sad. It's going to work out. But uh, – so then we had to sort of rally and figure out what do we do. And then from heavens above came Jeff Lynn's ELO, <laughs> uh, which, you know, we – next year we'll be getting into a lot more uh, artists' discussions just like – we're talking about this band and the whole thing. And ELO was one of the ones that we were going to do. Mm-hmm. We took uh, the opportunity when Pink Floyd dropped their last album to do that very thing. Right. Uh, and uh, well, you also talked about uh, a smaller band, I think. Yes, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> yes. Uh. Right. So we got um, – yeah. So you know, he dropped an album, uh, been taking it in the past few weeks. Also, an album that a lot of people have been talking about. That, that and another reason I'm sad Paul isn't here. Uh, he feels like he might have been the only one to defend it, uh, which we will see shortly. Grimes, uh, uh, an experimental in podcast quotes. You're so funny. Is that when when I was listening to this, I was like, man, I bet Paul is loving this. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he, he uh, we might publish like uh, Eduardo's hot takes. Do we? We, we might, might publish Paul's G chats. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, he does, and and we're going to talk about – this is just a Pick on Paul podcast, uh, but it is the last album podcast of the year, so I don't know how we got here, but fucking a lot of podcasts. Well, I think whenever you think of Grimes, you kind of naturally think of ELO, so it's it's yeah. interesting they, they that clearly you – well, There is, there, there is going to be some synergy. <laughs> Look, they – there's going to be some synergy. Okay. I do not proclaim to be smart by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> but the past month or so, I've been able to just like unconsciously and subconsciously. Are you saying you have flashes of accidental brilliance? Yes. It, it, <laughs> these things, are syner- you're going to see it. Recorded. Like, first on, of all. So it has to do with brands. has to <laughs> do with doubly. brands. Yes. Um, so, but really, uh, we got a few news stories to talk about. One big one uh, that I, I mentioned in the intro to the last podcast uh, our f- good friend Ardio has uh, shit the bed, <laughs> or rather, uh, they they went bankrupt. They are filing for bankruptcy officially. Uh, Pandora. That's actually one of the boxes you can check on the um, bankruptcy form when you're filling shit out. The bed. Yeah, shit the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of money. Um, um, shit the bed. <laughs> so, essentially, what happened is they don't, and you can read a really offensive and uninformed thing by Bob Lefsetz if you want. Uh, you know, they didn't have a huge market share. Uh, what they had was a rabid uh, user base who loved uh, basically everything about it. Yeah, it to my mind, was good. and I'm finding this out very quickly because I have signed up for Apple Music and immediately like <sighs> turned that off. I just signed up for Spotify, immediately turned that off. I don't know what we're going to do. So I actually, maybe you guys can help me with this. We're talking about it. So th- they got bought for parts, and 
Pandora intends, who has always been uh, sort of a lean back on not mm-hmm. on the man streaming, is is going to work their technology into this and relaunch as another thing. Now, the, I want to open this up by first saying how fucking stupid is Pandora? Because with this fan base, like I'm never going to be a customer, right? Because they cut me off. I no. had my 1984 playlist. I had my Hall and Oates like mega collection, everything in audio, and they're just like, yeah, it was going to resurface somewhere else, but but we're cutting you off. It's done. They should know that anybody that has a 1984 playlist and a Hall and Oates playlist is not going to be adaptable to change. I well, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. We try not to be ageist here, but <laughs> I'm just I'm older than you, man. <laughs> I know. So Eduardo, but so. no, there's clearly like like for uh, Pandora, you know, their whole their whole shtick, their market, I think, is the casual listener, right? And it's sort of a someone who's not going to put more time and effort into what they're listening to than typing in a couple of artists and then giving a thumbs up or down every. Uh, you know, every five or six songs. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that I think serious music listeners, and that's it's not knocking it. It's just not for that demographic. Right, it's, RDO, just, a, it's just a different, a different listener. Yeah, it's, right, right. And they're commer- like they have a commercial. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's actually like airing on TV. A commercial of people driving around in a car listening to Pandora, yeah. and they sell this big moment as like the pause in between songs where you don't know what's going to come next. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just thinking like that is not first of all that's not a unique feature because <laughs> it's right, called radio I, I anyway, right right <laughs> it's right called radio right. radio's been around for years we all have random functions on whatever devices <laughs> we're using we moved to a civilization <laughs> where everything is like hard crossfade <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> random points of the song <laughs> right so well I, and also frankly if it's on Pandora it's going to be one of six songs so yeah. it's it's really not that yeah, much of yeah, a we're going to talk about that too but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah has there's, there, yeah. Has their algorithm gotten better? Like, like the Spotify Discover Weekly function, I think, has gotten really, really good. Has it? Um, over the past couple of months or so, like, I've actually tried to listen to it. Um, I think it comes out on Monday. Um, but with Pandora, there's a problem of, like, you know, if you put in a band, it's only a matter of time until you get to, like pavement or yeah. arcade fire right. or something right and it's in the just... live version of it <laughs> right. and you're going to hear everything live right <laughs> which and, and look algorithms just the way they work that's going to happen nobody has the perfect fix and and certainly like the apple music or beats before that where they were like human curation that was laughable too because they're just right. like it's all shooting for the low and lowest common denominator what worked with audio was like I don't think I ever paid attention to RD, what RDO suggested. We had a nice little community, and it was only like a couple hundred people, but they listened to all different types of things. And so you, I could look at what's trending in our audience and mm-hmm. see all this stuff coming up because they made it easy not to push what is essentially ads. That's what those weekly playlists mm-hmm. are. They're ads. They're bought. Right. They're not. They're not algorithmically generated. It's not like somebody walks in on a Monday and is like, guess what I heard over the weekend? Let's, let's pay put this up. It is – yeah, they're, it's yeah. being shoved down your throat. Yeah. So and uh, so I don't trust those and we talked about that when Tidal launched, <laughs> yeah. um, which hilariously has now has the best interface. So uh, yeah. Paul's, Paul and I's G-Chats were basically like, By what, default. <laughs> what the yeah. shit do we do? Like I it, – it is – like Spotify is just ugly, and um, and, it's, it, and it's it's yeah. it it is ugly. It's also hard to use. It is hard to maneuver. Mm-hmm. It's hard to manipulate. It's hard to move around in it. You know, I have the paid version of it. Yeah. My my mm-hmm. kid loves it, um, but she doesn't have anything to compare it to because she never really got into RDO. So. Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's the thing. It's it's so. And actually, that's Nick pointed that out to me. The thing with the shuffle button. Mm-hmm. 
it, this seems like just the it's first of all, it's very much a first world problem given everything that's been going on. So, so but in I, that I realm of things, you, um, you could preface every podcast yes, with yes. everything we're going to yes. say is a first world problem. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> but that having been said, in this sphere, this is fucking tragic because as a consumer, like, is is everybody just going to be like, hey, here's 40 Beyonce remixes? Right. Well, the the I think for for Spotify, the desktop interface is way better mm-hmm. than the mobile. Um, sure. And and it's there's there's something kind of ch- it's like charmingly clunky in like a Winamp kind of way. If you mm-hmm. want to go back to that, <laughs> um, Apple Music has no peer to peer function right so there's right. there's no way for you to build like you were saying a peer group um, well, it also takes it to, takes over well, your devices and turns them into right. pod and apple people, hasn't figured and out if they want you to stream or if they want you to have your own music yeah. on your phone right so they make it harder and harder to get to your own music and yeah and which that's is another, and, that, and that's where that fell apart for me because it's frozen one of my because phones. what what i use itunes for now is a repo- repository for my actual music right i i don't want it to be a node I need it to be exactly what I want, right? <laughs> and then everything else. And so I listen to that at home, and, and or audio like upstairs on my phone, and audio at work or on the road or whatnot. What Apple Music ha- is now is exactly what you said. They can't decide what they want to be, so they try to turn it into a node. But then that begs the question: like, so if I start subscribing to that and I get a digital download, but then it it actually is going to be sucked up into that. To where it's streaming instead of the digital download that I did. So you get into quality issues. Right. You know, uh, Beauty Pill released their album. Port- you get into port- like, portability. Like you can't, yeah, you can't move it. I, I need right. to move it somewhere else. And eventually at, at, at the start, and this was – as soon as I realized this, I was like, no. Uh, at the start, that's fine. Five years down the road, you're screwed. Any right. t- any change in terms of service yes. and, and you, you decide you don't want to go. Uh, internet – uh, bandwidth caps become unbearable mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, uh it's so i mean on that side of it it's bad but but spotify the clunkiness doesn't it just doesn't work for me it's 2015 man yeah i haven't i haven't even tried their um online version on a desktop it's i just use it on my phone i i use it quite a bit at work because i don't work for the for the feds, so I can mm-hmm. I can install whatever you want on your computer, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to do that, and um and I've and I've actually you know I don't think it's so user friendly. I just think I've been doing it for long enough that that I'm accustomed to it. Is that what it's going to take? That's I don't. What, that's what everything is, though. Is you just get used to whatever it is, yeah. and then you just. I would deal argue with audio it. though was was nice from a design standpoint mm-hmm. initially. That that's what attracted because I'm not saying that's right. I, I'm not right. by any means yeah. saying I'll just deal with it. It right. sucks. Well, this gets into what we've we've been what talking about a lot all year. It's the dumbing down of of and not respecting your audience. Right. Like if you make it this like dumb interface where they really can't find anything, you can't. Uh, it, it people aren't going to look for like art. Right, they're going to be happy with what they're fed, which is where Pandora is hoping to capitalize. Right, yes. I mean that's clearly there. Um, it's it's interesting to me that um, I saw way more people on Facebook, um, friends of mine from Brazil, complaining about uh-huh. the RDO news than I saw people in the U.S. And I don't know why, like RDO would have had such a better kind of market penetration. In Brazil than other streaming services, probably just, just better taste just than Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to vouch for all of these, okay. <laughs> for all of these people. Some right. of them probably, yeah, right. 
Um, yeah, no, but actually that probably is is what it is. A lot of it has to do with catalog. Mm. Uh, this is the other stupid thing with Pandora. The reason they can't roll it right back out or just you know even keep it running, just rebrand it like Pandardio or something, you know, uh, <laughs> is because they now have to basically renegotiate every oh, single right. right to oh, that nice. catalog. So, so, what, what, so it's going to drop off. Like anything interesting is going to drop off. Yeah, and they, they're just going to stream. What, what do we get to that's big? And then everything else is going to fall by well, the like, side. You may laugh at, at the uh, how obvious this is, but one of the things I listen to most is an old box set from Eric Clapton called Crossroads. It was four to, yeah, I, I have it in my in this closet over there. It was on audio. I was like, yes. I to all. <laughs> as soon as I switched, it's not on Tidal. It's not on uh, Spotify, and it's not on Apple Music. It's just gone. And my iTunes fucks it up and puts it in like every single artist is a separate album. Yeah. So if I try oh, to yeah, if yeah. I try to listen to it on anything except my phone, it's oh, like, Jesus. do you want this forty album version of Crossroads? Um, but yeah, so they're renegotiating stuff and stuff that people can't find the licenses for, stuff that people uh, aren't going to come off the licenses that maybe now you're getting into exclusives. They're going to uh, they're just going to drop off, yeah. and then yeah. they're going to be gone. And then like the. Pandora is not interested. They spoke at the uh, Future Music Conference. They f- they actually sponsored it. Well, of course hmm. they did. <laughs> but they they are not. They they just acquired Ticketfly. Like right. they're they're to to their credit, it's they're forward thinking in that we aren't going to survive as a streaming music company. Right. Period. So we are getting into something to provide you the whole experience. But if the whole experience is completely aimed at lean back, right. like customers, then there's. There's no outlet. Like, there's right. no innovation. There's no, and there's no pressure to. No, because they're basically turning everybody into a lean back consumer. Yes. Yeah. Are they going to wreck Ticketfly as well? I, I, I mean, I, my, I, I had not my, heard that. My, my personal opinion is that yes. Wow. I, I think, yay. I, I think they are, <clears throat> uh, Again, their hearts might be in the right place. They're going to be like, we're a dollar cheaper than Ticketmaster. <laughs> no, now you will only pay no, $37 in fees instead right. of 38 It'll be more expensive fees. now because of the deals they have to negotiate yep. with the audio purchase. What's in it for them to basically so, – so they buy audio and they're going to make it unapp- – so they're not doing it for, the, for that existing customer base mm-hmm. presumably because they're about to change the product and make it unappealing to that customer well, no, base. No, they, 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 they kick that customer base off. Right. They sent you an they email and saying, said, "Sorry, it's over." Okay, all right. So, so it, was, so it wasn't for the customer base. <laughs> right. They don't retain the rights that the company had mm-hmm. to title, so it's not for their own catalog. So, what's yeah. in it? Like, like, what's in it for Pandora? Like, why is it just shutting they, out another they, channel? They looked. That, at, I, I think they just looked at it as a fire sale. They looked at. It, I mean, their new audio was going to go right. bankrupt anyways, and they said, "You have good technology for people to talk about it." And I don't think they looked at it uh, and. And saw it as big an opportunity as it could have been for them. They could have kept it, and that could have been their like artistic cred. You know, right? Like we have Pandora for the casual listener. For you hardcore types, we have RDO, and it's our like advanced offering or something. There's like that, lot. Right? There's and lots of companies not that, that, like that are subsidiaries more for it, and yeah. then sticking on top of right. whatever you're doing. And there's lots right. of companies that are subsidiaries of larger companies. You know, that operate as they, as they were before they were purchased. They could have right. mildly rebranded it. Yeah, like I said, right, come out right. with a new logo to reflect a new tomorrow or whatever the <laughs> shit they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and they did none of that. And, they, and, and they're taking a few of the staff from Audio who we've, we've interacted with them over the years and they're good people. And, and the rest is just hmm. 
It's just gone. So, Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, it, it's hard. Uh, it's, and then, you know, we had that this week and then Adele. <laughs> Who, uh, we'll start with this. For, well, start with this. Sold 3.85 million copies of her album in one week. Uh, but as you pointed out to me, and you're sure of this, that like the LPs don't have a digital download code. So like, again, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? Yeah, this is the new, <laughs> this is the new dickish trend in uh, physical album sales is not including a digital download with the album. So the Joanna Newsom album didn't come with a digital download. Adele's didn't. I haven't opened Kendrick's yet, but the sticker on the front doesn't say digital download. Digital include, download. Yeah. Right. So oh. I'm guessing it might not. Um, and, uh, uh, and I just got, uh, 1989 by Taylor Swift cause I'm like that. Um, and, this, and, uh, and also does not have a sticker saying there's a, there's a digital download. So I'm betting we're back to the early, you know, the early resurgence of vinyl days, like the late nineties, early two thousands, where if you wanted to have an LP and a digital copy of something, you, you had to twice. buy it twice yeah. or, and here's, and here's, here's, here's who's getting squeezed out or you buy it from Amazon cause Amazon offers that auto rip feature that allows you to download a digital copy of anything you of anything that you purchase a physical copy of from them, which basically means you're screwing you know the Crooked Beats and uh-huh. Red Onions of the world out of sales because if you want to have because that's the only way you can afford to not buy it twice. But here's what really happens: they go to a site and they right. steal it. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, that that's the only those, thing that ever happens. And all of those like like the the Newsom and the um, Adele album, of course, aren't streaming. Right, mm-hmm. so so it's not even like you know it's fine so if I don't get it. Adele is copy streaming on, on Pandora. Is she really? So this is it gets into the rights bullshit and ties yeah. into this. So basically she could not she could control everything except this like lean back listening. Okay. So the entire album is streaming on Pandora and you just can't hear it all at once. Right. So which, which been, might which might actually improve that album. Yeah. <laughs> if we're, so, if we're being honest. So you so you have you have artists like making a stand, you have like uh, a shrinking market for streaming services and people knowing that that's the future, but then people saying like uh digital downloads, no, not so much, but then they're not gonna put it in a place where people can buy it. Like right. I just you know, coming off a year where a lot of people were really concerned about the future of the music industry, like I this they, don't, they don't seem to be making smart choices. They seem to be continuing to give us cause for concern. I mean, is it just people who who are in the industry and not necessarily the musicians are scared, or is it the musicians themselves that think that like Adele, you know, as you pointed out, yeah, she's she's what she's actually twenty seven uh, now, but the album is called Twenty Five, and everything is like I'm so old now, back when we were young, and it, and that's hilarious. <laughs> it is everywhere on that album. We were, um, we listened to it on a um, driving down to Blacksburg uh, recently, and. It was just – it was. I mean it's exhausting because it's all kind of the same and, and you're hearing this child basically complain about her life being over and how there's no future <laughs> yeah. and how now we're so old and it, it's just it, – it, it was irritating after a while. So. I, I actually wrote in, in – Shen- like you are 10 years younger yeah. than Britney Spears. Right. Knock it off. Child, there is so – like well, go out and live. You're rich. You're famous. You're 27. Well, and you I, should be making really bad decisions yeah, right, right now. Very, very poor choices. Not sitting around bitching about how your life is I, I actually – well, apparently she wrote an a album all about being a mother and scrapped it because she thought that would bore people. And instead, wrote an album about failed relationships, and and to my mind, like we we're saying upstairs, stalking oh my God, people. She's the only person that has written an album about. Fa- oh wait, no, she has done that again yes. and again yeah. and again. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually wrote in my show notes for this. Uh, uh, 
just in reference to her career and everything, American Idol, but I spelled it I-D-L-E, actually. actually. <laughs> uh, but it actually makes sense. So, you know, uh, uh, no no hate to anybody who is enjoying the Adele, but let's be clear. I mean, she has a good voice. It is not like one of the greatest voices ever to hit mm-hmm. the airwaves and stuff. And what people bought into, uh, because, look, this is, especially pop music, is a star system. You had this, like, poor hairdresser, uh, you know, and not living life too good, and it, it was a rags to riches story. Well, I mean, but honestly, like like pavements is a is a great song. I th- I think she she's mm-hmm. written. So, so I think, that, yeah. and, and that's yeah. where that kind of like she just exploded out of nowhere with that one song, and then it's everything else is really kind of fed from that. Mm-hmm. You know that that mythos that she's come up with, right? And and she's clinging to it on this album and keeping it. That that's the mythos. And she's a like, billionaire no. who's I think yeah. is she married? I mean she's, she's married, married. She's in a long term relationship and has a baby. And she's I'm like she hasn't broken keep, up with anyone keep, in a couple of years. Keep putting <laughs> right, this crap out like, again. Yeah, shut up, Chris Mark. Your, your life is fine. Why the yeah, whiny? So, so the album about motherhood might have been interesting just because the songs might have been more authentic. Or right? you could they take her seriously been. as an adult. Right. Or, right. Like, I don't want a, twi- I don't want a 27-year-old right. singing about what a 13-year-old is, is thinking. No matter how much money right. that, that – like I would be horrified to have a conversation with that person because if they actually were like, yeah. I mean that hello is literally I'm stalking you. Yeah. It looks like something that, you know, when you're like going through Facebook before your 25th high school reunion. <laughs> right. And you're going to like write that out. But, you know, she hasn't even had her 10 year high school reunion. So, right. so enough. Yeah. The, uh, also for the record, there was some buzz about that song being a ripoff of Tom Waits's Martha. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. this. The British press was like very into yeah, the idea yeah. of that. And there's actually, and like, and I, and I say this as someone who absolutely adores Tom Waits. There aren't, you know, People are allowed to sing songs about getting in touch with old lovers without it being a Tom Waits ripoff. Right? Right. So I just think it's important to say for the record, it does not sound like Martha. It doesn't share any lyrical, uh, you know, Though uh, if Tom content. Waits were smart, he would trademark he would, that concept and then right. it would not be OK. <laughs> and every time he wanted to do it, and Tom he, Waits would protect him. It's like he has a little light that goes off. Cha-ching! He's like, all right. I don't need to be in any more bad movies. I'm just going to like go, go uh, put, enforce my trademarks. Yeah, put Jim Jarmusch on hold. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plans. Yeah. So, you know. Those two little bits of news. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Chris Martin. Um, he, they used the uh, – like, man, this is a downward spiral thing of the year. They used uh, Obama singing Amazing Grace in one of their songs. They sampled it. Like took what? a took a uh, 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 uplifting moment of, of one of the most horrible things. Post, certainly most horrible post thing Charles, that happened this yeah. year. Ugh. And put that in a, in a pop song. Oh, my God. So – He's as disgusting as his ex-uncoupled wife. So we're just going to pack it up, people, because this is... <laughs> That's it. I'm moving to Canada. Mo- moving to a cabin. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Um, but yeah, so, so the point is that with Adele was that people said she's going to save the music industry. That's certainly a fucked Well, she's going to save Adele. Yeah, right. And that, <laughs> and that that's it. All, sorry, the, all these people <laughs> saying stuff like, are you going to save the music industry, are music insiders? And we've said over and over on this, like, if you are an artist, you need to be in control of your shit. Right. And, you know, bad deals aside, you know, it, once you find that you can be, look for different ways to support yourself making music. You look at Chance the Rapper. He has investors. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a rarefied yeah. model. 
But if he can do it, you can do something like that. You had the same uh, a similar conversation when Title came out about yeah. this is not going to save streaming. This is not going to save music. Yeah. This is going to save the people who are sitting on that couch in that ad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it does. Yep. And and as you know, but to the point of like limiting streaming stuff and people not putting their stuff on it, like just don't be stupid. <laughs> Like see, it, like that's where I'm coming down on. I I can't coddle people like who don't think that. Like if you're not on it, I'm not going to hear you. Now I'm right. definitely not going to hear you because audio was the only place I really could. Like all your problems with Spotify, that's not your problem. The problem is you either like are getting screwed or you just don't have a big enough market, yeah, you know, for what you want. Right. And you can't tour. All day long, every single day of the no. year, in order to make the, make up the difference. What um, I'm just remember. Don't isn't there an Apple Music bet in existence on this on this podcast? Hmm? Isn't there an Apple Music? Yeah, bet I lost it. In, yeah, I was gonna say. Okay. Well, so I we're, uh, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought I thought it would be. Uh... He lost, so he's like trying to let it die slow. <laughs> no, no, my bad, my bad. Patrick, tra- nope. Patrick tried to actually <laughs> nope. let me let me out of it, but I was like, no, I lost because my prediction was is that they would not uh, really be functioning because they wouldn't be able to pick up subscribers, and they did lose a metric fuck ton of subscribers after that three month period is over. Okay. Um, and but what you don't understand is that they have got nineteen metric fuck tons, and so that's eighteen <laughs> metric fuck tons to yes. continue to <laughs> draw money from and wreck your phone. Um, and. But with RDO closing, that I lost. Yeah. Them and Spotify is that's your options, people. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't want to hear talk about YouTube. Like YouTube, like you're not, you're not gonna build like some super playlist of exactly what you want, you know, of stuff that won't get taken down, uh, you know. But it's Apple Music and Spotify. And heaven forbid, Chanel actually subscribes to Title because of course he does. <laughs> um, but it's you know. Uh, like I said, it looked it looked the same, and actually Adele will probably end up on title. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be on that this couch is, with Madonna. Is a, is She'll a, be sitting on that couch with Madonna. This is a, this is <laughs> a, no, it up, drinking this champagne. This is a straight windowing thing. Yeah. This is not like permanently. Right. Like she's gonna be like, okay, we sold all these albums, and then as soon as they start to dip, mm-hmm. uh, she's gonna be like, all right, here you go. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But uh. Yeah, all hope is lost. So, so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so uh, should we talk about are Grimes? You, oh, I was going to say, I was wondering if you were feeling alone in the universe or if you're, if you're feeling poppy. I am a little bit. But you see how this is tying together? It is. Yes, okay. So, oh, you're a genius, man. So <laughs> let's talk about some Grimes. <laughs>
This 27-year-old Claire Elise Boucher from Canada. Otherwise, So she's the same age as Adele. She is the same age as Adele. <laughs> she's having a way better time than Adele. Yes, she is. Uh, otherwise known as Grimes. Uh, I believe this is her fourth uh, record. The name of the record is Art Angel. That track was Flesh Without Blood. That was the first single off the album. Uh, her music is often referred to as experimental, which I think we, we need to talk about use of that term in a little bit <laughs> um, because it, it is popping up more and more in music journalism. Uh, this was, a, uh, according to some, a, a sharp turn for her into pop territory and the aforementioned still experimental. Uh, you know, uh, we were joking sort of while well, the mics were off about this perfectly soundtracking to come back to the OC. But, uh, you know, it would definitely be on Seth Cohen's mixtapes right. for sure. Um, I don't know, Carrie. Let's start with you. Okay. Um, I, I really liked, um, I was thinking about like how to describe my approach to this album. I liked 80% of it. 60% of the time that I listened to the album. I, I actually I enjoyed listening to this this week. It was, it was fun. Um, I really enjoy this genre um, in general. Uh, I like pop. I, um, I'm a big fan of churches, and I think this is – this doesn't approach, you know, the the quality of what I would, you know – think of like a, some of the better churches songs it's not as interesting it's not as quote experimental as, as some of the stuff from churches but it's the same sort of ilk yeah um mm-hmm. but I, you know it starts out the the first song or two starts out very sarah brightman and her mm-hmm. voice is actually on that track it's a little forced but her voice when it's not being um just run through the ringer with uh with oversampling it's very very pure yeah it's that a higher octave i uh, sometimes i have trouble hearing it but um it it's pretty good but then she goes just launches straight into k-pop which goes right out of where i'm willing to to listen um i think this album is is better to digest it in like three song tapas sized plates rather than listening to the whole thing mm-hmm. no because if you listen to the whole thing all the, i listened to it all the way through the first time and my molars were aching i was oh. like i just can't and by the time i got to kill versus maim i had to turn it off i mean whoever yeah. sits around by themselves and just is like it's time to dance <laughs> <laughs> well i i mean i when i when we figure out what we're gonna you know when you tell us what's on a podcast that we're gonna be on like i always i have to listen to it in the car because i'm driving yeah. everywhere for which is work a good place to listen to it and <laughs> which is this is a great place to listen to this um this is excellent in the car but if it's you know july not necessarily uh mm-hmm. november but um it's it, it it goes back and forth between being just pure pop um there's some really really great tracks on it art angels is actually probably gonna be one of my favorite um singles from the year oh really yeah it, okay. by the third time fourth time through i kept going back to that um, but I found that if I listened to the ones that were more k-pop driven two in a row by the time i got to the third one i just wanted to like Pull, you know, if it if it had been a, is, a cassette, I would have pulled is, it out and thrown track, it out the window. Is that window. track filling like uh, uh, space that you needed for like a super poppy song? Or yes. Is this, so yeah, because we're we're where it lies I, in I the album. I know you like pop a little, and, and yeah, everybody do. does, but. But everybody does, you know. Uh, everybody but, loves pop. But you know, I, I can't imagine you know, just being like, "Yeah, that's that's the one pop song that's the jam." Oh no, no, there's a lot of pop songs that are the jam on this. But <laughs> um, where it falls in the album, it comes. I think it's um, "Flesh Without Blood" and then "Kill mm-hmm. Versus Maim." And like, what where I found it was 
by the time I'd gotten to that point, by the time Kill vs. Mame showed up, that's where her voice kind of, to me, goes out of the spectrum of being listenable. Um, if she's if she's just being kind of like squealy and breathy, I can handle it. But when mm-hmm. she's being squealy and breathy and faking an Asian accent, that's when I'm like, okay, I have to Where's fast Adam? forward. I had to fast forward this song, and you fast forward Kill vs. Mame, and it goes straight into Art Angels, which is yeah. just a pure. Really nicely put together, well balanced, just pop song. It's right, exactly yeah. you know. So we, we you said pop about a hundred times. Yes, and you can and, you can edit some of those out. I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's sort of the point I want to make. You know, again, people writing about this as it's. I don't know if it's the 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 hipster indie whatever <sighs> yeah. thing where it's like it's cool to like pop now. Right. But look, you if you grew up listening to radio commercial at all, you like pop, and honestly. Pop is engineered so that you're going to like it whether you like it or not. You will hear a, a, a snappy song and be like, yeah. It is you know? it's junk food. And you, yeah, can, you, and, oh, yeah, you love it. Exactly. <laughs> junk food. You can find. So I feel like calling what she's doing, a lot of what she's doing, like experimental, is a way for people trying to legitimize this and bring mm-hmm. it into their world. You know, you a lot of people, the indie rock crowd is, is really bad about this. When you're younger, you define yourselves by this shit. Mm-hmm. But eventually you let go of it. And so right. you're just like, right. you know, it's like the Chris Richards article. Where there's no, uh, there's no guilty pleasures. There aren't. Right. Like if you like it, you like it. You know why? Because you're a goddamn adult. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like well, I paid for this intentionally, and therefore. There's no uh, secret single behavior, goddammit. I am old and married, and yeah. I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to. Well, I don't think anyone called, like, Chibomato or, like, Pizzicato 5 Experimental when they were doing right. stuff like this 15 years ago. They, right. were just, they were just sort of a different, you know, strain of indie. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to like them. And this is, this is you know, probably closer to that than it is mm-hmm. to, like, Demi Lovato or something like that. Right. It, it, it is, but it is kind of song by song. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of, you know, when you look at what her influences are, you're just like, you can spot, 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 spot. There's some songs that blend them, but there's not a, right. but not over the top but of pull, one another. But, it's, yeah. there's a lot of like, you can listen to one, you're like, okay, that's Hollaback Girl. Okay, that is, you know, that's right. whatever. It's, they, they don't, you can tell exactly where she's coming from on almost every song. But referencing Marilyn Manson musically is not experimental. <laughs> can we be clear <laughs> right. about that? Right. Like right. It's, it's not. And well, then imagine, oh, she's so brave because when she does, because she also does DJing. And when she DJs, you know, she, she puts Katy Perry on and all the hipsters clear the floor. Um, that's not brave. Right. That's, right. come on. It's not. There, um, in the little bit I've read about her, uh, she seems so. She's clearly like a gearhead. She yeah. spends a lot of time mm-hmm. tinkering with, uh, and and she 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 self produces. So there's yep. no like Max Martin factor of someone coming in and you know. So the sounds are coming. Uh, the sounds that we're hearing are the sounds that she wants us to hear. And I have to, you know, I think it's probably worth kind of recognizing that. Um, it doesn't have to change how we feel about the music, but I think there's right. It's well, it's a different discussion. Right, right. And there's plenty to like about her approach to music on the whole, and her approach to. Um, you know, there's something where she she sort of refuses to be uh, uh, sexualized or to mm-hmm. be like prettified for anything, and I think that's you know that's not particularly daring in a post Lady Gaga world, but right, right. Um, but she's like a welcome addition to the roster of pop weirdos mm-hmm. out there, like Janelle Monae, and right, um, and and I think it like I think I think pop needs more weirdos, um, even if they're not as weird as they think they are. They're only really... But do you, th- do you think this approaches, like, like you mentioned Janelle Monáe, do you think this approaches, like, her work? Because what she's no. doing is, yeah. like, is beyond 
The, there's there's allegedly a character here. Like Grimes is a character, and she said that on this album right. there are some new characters, and they have names, and I don't really okay, know what well, they are. Well, let's just but... tell me too much about the album. Like, <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> right, right, you right. have to explain this. I'm not right. – you know that's great. Uh, I don't. I'm not the type of person that needs that to latch into it. Right. Yeah. D- 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 I had a hard time listening to parts of it without liner notes because yeah. there were some portions where I can't mm-hmm. tell if she's sampling the Black Eyed Peas or if she's just directly ripping them off. <laughs> it's um, because her, you know the it is so reminiscent of what of exactly what she's trying to do um, without a producer mm-hmm. in there to kind of level out the the margins. Um, yeah, I think I think whatever we think about the individual tracks, like there's, we would probably agree that it's it's not totally successful as an album. Um, that yeah. there are that there are really interesting sounds, there are great moments, there are there are really strong individual tracks, but um, it just doesn't you know cohere together in the way like a Nine Inch Nails right. album would. You know, which I think is another thing she's probably referencing. She probably. Mm-hmm. You know, likens herself to Trent Reznor. Right. More which, than she does. which that is worth exploring, like on a completely other like eight part podcast. The reason right. why, because I, I don't think pop albums in general do, and it is the mm-hmm. more serious stuff. You know, you reference Nine Inch Nails that often tends to, uh, you know, and I, and I understand that there is a little bias in my part of like what I lean towards, but it, it really is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of more serious work, and that just like is more cohesive than a lot of pop, you know, and especially like in the eighties, if you're buying something like Chicago 17, well, no, that's a bad example because every song (laughs) ruled, but, uh, if if you were buying, uh, how long long have you been waiting to like drop that in (laughs) to a conversation? 144 episodes. (laughs) Um, uh, but, but like, but, but so like, uh, uh, aha, second album, um, or actually, uh, you know, even their first, you know, have these mega hits on them and, uh, and at the time, they were actually game changing. Like Take mm-hmm. on Me was just like people were like, "What? Right. Scandinavia is an actual country?" Like, <laughs> um, and uh, but then there's always just the turds in the middle of it, just hanging out. Like, well, it's uh, just a filler. I mean, yeah, when you yeah. when you used to buy albums, you had to buy an album, and then it was three or four good songs, and the rest of it was just filler. And when you got an album and all of it was listenable, mm-hmm. that was like a little gift. Yeah. And then when they started streaming everything and you could pick and choose exactly yeah. what you wanted, bands had to be better about make, putting together a full, cohesive album. Mm-hmm. On, on this one, um, like I said, when I the first time through, I listened to it all the way all the way through. By the time I got to Butterfly, which is the closer, I mm-hmm. thought it had, it had repeated mm-hmm. because I thought, I was like, I, f- I feel like, I think I've heard this song before. Yeah. And I had to go back yeah. and look at it. I was like, nope, it's just the last song and it sounds exactly like the first one. Let's, uh, let's actually hear a song and sort of to demonstrate that point. Uh, the song I want to play is California and it does sound a lot like uh, everything on the album, but it is, uh, it's sunny. <laughs> <laughs>
if that didn't wake you from your turkey coma, I don't know what will. Uh, this California off Archangels. I feel so shiny. Like Grimes. Uh, but that is, uh, that, it's pure pop. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's well done. I mean, it's, you know. It's, it's well it's, done, pure yeah, pop. Right. It's, it's well executed. It's, this, and it, it's supposed to be her, this is like her rebuke of the record, of the recording industry. Right. Um. <laughs> And because uh, there was some, there's like a lost album. I, I didn't I didn't read enough to figure this out, but apparently she recorded some album that was like uh, a little bit happier, and she released a song from it, and people got upset because they don't want her to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's what this song is in response to, I guess, is the which makes her so brave. She's so brave. She's a hero. <laughs> yeah. She is a hero. But um, so she's unfortunately, like Shakira, and she admits it. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's actually what most of the rest of the album sounds like. Which yeah. is why, as as a, a thing of pure pop, uh, I can be like, yeah, this is she, she's good at it. She's really good at it. But and I like it in bite sized morsels. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Li- I can't listen to all of that without getting a little bit sick to my stomach, like cotton candy. You can't eat a whole big thing yeah. of it. Yeah. Are, are we on this candy. this weird uh, sort of tail end of something where? People have forgotten what pop music is, and so as kids like Grimes discover it, uh, or kids, she's twenty-seven. Come on, that's not really a kid. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, as, as as but there are people younger than her doing this. A lot of people, and and uh, as they discover it, that for them it actually is new and experiment and like because this is every bad like eighties pop song. It is. It's like K-pop and J-pop, it is uh, absolutely yeah. like just rooted in that, and and it'd be interesting to see if she actually paid attention to any of that. She's she's got some pizzicato file on her yeah, yeah, tra- yeah. on her track it's list. There. It's there. Um, it makes me almost wonder. It's like when people who get a little bit older and they look back and they wish they'd had a different type of childhood. I, it's like the kids who got <laughs> hipster like too early, yeah. and like when they're fourteen and fifteen, because pop is so vilified, and you're supposed to hate it. You're if you like pop, then there's something wrong with Why? you. And you don't like music, right. and you're ter- you know you're a terrible, shallow person if you like pop music. And then you get to a certain point where you realize. I mean, she's she. Could, you know, she's not old, but she can see 30, and that's when, you know, people start to kind of have their first midlife crisis, and it's like, oh, well, maybe I missed something fun about youth by being, you know, grumpy all the time. But, like, why, why does, uh, you know, why, why does age mean, have to imply, though, uh, grumpiness? You, you often get grumpy <laughs> and dour, but also, like, is this just what she likes? No, what's, yeah. what I'm saying is that at some point she realizes, uh, I missed, like, a really Fun. Like pop is fun. Yeah, but, dancing yeah. is fun. Yeah, it's it's. Ask the guys from Footloose. Dancing is fun. <laughs> it's the the album is less of a failure to me than than the actual like how people talk about it. Yeah, right. Because like, I, I, why do you need to quantify any of this or right. qualify it as like? Well, you can only listen to this or like because this will be like this is the one like super indie pop and she. And this will be in people's top tens. Guarantee yeah. it. Oh, you, yeah. you were talking about it off mic that when we were, you know, in the break, that if you if you put this in front of hipsters or anybody that thinks mm. they're like, you know, super discerning oh. person. Now, I'm not saying that I you said that. But and you say, OK, this and you show them a picture of somebody who looks like Demi Lovato. And then you show them a picture of Grimes and you play them the same album. One's going to be oh pop bullshit and one is going to be experimental. It somehow gets integrity. It gets yeah. some integrity and it's because they've got to apologize for liking it. And why? I mean, it's fun. Which ties back to the point I was making about Adele's entire career. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's uh, I think there's something really healthy, though, about um, 
I remember hearing an interview with, uh, I think it was Stephen Malcolmus on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast, which mm-hmm. I do not recommend that anyone listen to. <laughs> uh, but but he was talking about his the drummer in the Jicks, who's like 15 years younger than the rest of the band. And yeah. he was saying the drummer, you know, for him, like uh, Michael Jackson and like, uh, you know, uh, early R.E.M. are like on the same tier. Like yeah. he just doesn't differentiate between them. It's all right. sort of out there and it's fodder. And you're you don't well, have. It came to, out at about the same time, so yeah, of right, course they're, it's they're, the same. They're contemporaries, right? But um, but 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 there's a way in which I kind of I kind of can see that that's like uh, probably a healthy approach. Like it's it's unencumbered from all of those sort of like the bullshit high school. Like right. this is my click, and I can right. therefore only like this very narrowly defined set of music, and I don't hang out with the kids who listen to the other stuff. So it seems like you know maybe this is one of those things where to say something to praise something about today's youth. Um, having all of, you know, recorded music available to them via Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, probably gives them a healthier approach to uh, not acknowledging genre, sure. yeah. you know, differences or whatever, which... That's across the board socially. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, like, back, like, no like the same sex marriage was legalized, not because of people right, my right. age. Right. It just, it just, <laughs> right. it just was not. It was right. because uh, younger kids. And I won't even say millennials, <laughs> but like we're just like same with like interracial relationships. You know, it's just like uh, people are just like we don't give a fuck, right? So why do you? And then they got it done, right? And it's awesome, right? It's like because it's just common sense. So maybe all this just. Putting like R.E.M. with Michael Jackson or this, and then you listen to Slayer next. Maybe that's just common sense. Well, it's sort of what the it's sort of it's sort of <laughs> I'm, what I'm the even, shuffle it's sort of what the shuffle comment. playlist has done. I mean, right? That was that was supposed to be the radical <laughs> thing about the iPod 15 years ago is right. that you could go from you know the Ramones to uh, the Feelies to you know Sarah Brightman, <laughs> right? Right, and and <laughs> and why Lennon. shouldn't you be allowed to <laughs> Julian Lennon? <laughs> Because been, Julian I, Lennon and John Lennon are the same in the eyes of somebody who's twenty years old. <sighs> Under that, they sound pretty similar. To- <laughs> is this is this like the idea that there are people who like Ziggy Marley and don't know who Bob Marley is? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, well, see, I mean, because if you don't know the backstory and you don't know how something came up, then you're not jaded by it and you're not influenced by it, and you really are coming at it from a pure point of view. Yeah, so. but it's not brave. It's just how she, it's just like an attribute of her I'm not saying right? that the 15 yeah. year 15 year old drummer is a brave guy. <laughs> it's I'm something just saying, on, on the know. last podcast, Nick Samuel was saying, and we were talking about was uh, the the element like of surprise in music. And if if you are listening to music and you want it to be a thing, you're never ever going to be surprised by it. But if you can like listen to it and just be like, I don't care what this is. Somebody put it in front of me that I trust, and then experience it that way. But even he admitted like it's hard. Yeah. Because no matter what, you have like locked in your brain like the things you like and the things that you're used to, and, and as open minded as you can be, you're still going to be like, yeah, but this is you know, this isn't Boston. What the fuck am I wasting <laughs> my time with this for? <laughs> I mean, that that's me. That's, that's, not, that's that's everybody. The, the Kevin story. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> this isn't Boston. I'm not proclaiming to speak for the entire populace of the world, but uh, and for some of you out there, let me let me define that. Boston. He's talking about Boston, the band, not Boston, the town. <laughs> yes. Even though they are the best band in Boston because they're named Boston. <laughs> really. This is, this is true. Um, yeah. So, uh, what are you going to do with this, Eduardo? I'm going to buy a couple of songs off of it, okay. but I'm but I'm also going to stream a bunch of songs off of so it. It's It'll be like she's a she's a playlist artist to me. So mm-hmm. you know when I'm looking for like a spring kind of something upbeat to throw in the middle of a spring playlist early next year, that's probably where she'll come back into my life. So 
Right. Yeah, it's a little too much for winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to do the same thing, actually. By, I didn't know we could do that. Well, I mean, we, we <laughs> offer the explanations. We're trying to figure out how to work them into like the text of it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yours will be a stream. Mm, yeah. Stream. yeah. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to buy. That's an 80s buy, though. Because that's, that's what you had to I would, do. Right. I, would, I, I, would tape, I would tape her songs off of the radio. Except for Chicago 17. <laughs> or Third Stage. Yes. Um, I, uh, I'm going to buy half of it. And if I have to buy all of it or stream all of it to get you know the three songs that I want on my running playlist... I'm going to do well, it. Well, so you're, you're more on the buy. Like. I'm more on the, yeah, because I want to be able to port it. I want to be able to port it around. I don't, I'm not going to buy it from Apple Music. Fuck them. I'm going to buy it from a reputable place where I can actually put it on as many electronic devices as I want. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to listen to Archangels till my ears fall off. Archangels <laughs> till my ears fall off. Uh, I'm actually just going to listen to it when, when Daria puts it on. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to be listening to Adele, and I'm going to pass on it. Um, just no, just because I, I don't sit down and enjoy listening to this. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the, the discotheque, as it were. <laughs> really? Um, you know, and 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 as a few listens for me, mm-hmm. it, it was enjoyable. But it's not. It's certainly not something I'm ever going to put back on. And I, and I don't need you know anybody who's trying to like keep listening to this to like make a statement about themselves like look right. i really like pop don't find better pop <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah there you go <laughs> grimes art angels Speaking of uh, branding and, and what you can expect from somebody, that is uh, When I Was a Boy off of The Return of ELO. It's now called Jeff Lynn's ELO. Uh, I think to some, like, maybe trademark rights because there have been some battles over the year between that. It is off his album Alone in the Universe. For old people like me and Carrie, this was a highly anticipated album and tour. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are not so old, you, you may have heard of. Uh, Jeff Lynn uh, in the Traveling Wilburys, most prominently. That was a super group. What it was... Uh, well, it was not super. What? <laughs> no, we're going to have to have a talk. Uh, but that was Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, and Roy Orbison, correct? Yeah. yeah. And they still managed to fuck it up. <laughs> I don't, I don't you take know on two you people. Can you take on two of us in the Thunder? No, I because... do not think I can. I Wow, really? <laughs> So we were going to talk about uh, ELO, and now we're going to be talking about what these dipshits don't like. <laughs> They're like traveling Wilburys. Um, that's that's goddamn un-American. <laughs> Jesus, go back to Canada. Um, no, so uh, but he, this isn't Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. It's just Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's an odd thought. Uh, so uh, Jeff Lynn is six, seven years old this year. Uh, but like I said, Traveling Wilburys, he was in a band called The Move, who are actually quite excellent. It was sort of modish, uh, leading towards this very poppy stuff, poppy of the day, you know, back in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, and then formed ELO out of the move. Um, they were a band built around the fusion. And for those of you who don't know what ELO is, it's the Electric Light yes. Orchestra. And they and and why they're named that because a band built Go around. Go check your parents' albums. <laughs> right, they will all be there. They will all be there. They're a band built around a fusion of rock and classical music, and and responsible uh, for soundtracking a good portion of of a classic that I could not get in rotation this weekend. Xanadu, <laughs> Gene Kelly. Oh my God. I forgot about G- that. If you, if you like Gene Kelly, <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, and, and ELO, and roller, and roller skates, <laughs> and a Greek myth retold in a roller rink, Have we got a movie this movie you? is for you. Well, it's funny because Jeff Lynne backed out of that. Uh, he, he disavowed it because it didn't do well to, because it didn't do well at the box office. And, Pretty sure that's not why he disavowed it because because he saw it. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna tie in well to my opinion on why this album was made. But okay, continue. Okay, uh, he disavowed it, but then uh, he put out a uh, box set a couple years ago and re-recorded the title track, and then that lit the fire, the Xanadu fire again, and now it's on Broadway, to which they're now using other ELO songs in that. And so, speaking of those ELO songs. Uh, if you know classic rock radio, look, let's see, Evil Woman, Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, what Can't are some other ones here? Um, don't don't. Everybody blanked down. out. Uh, <laughs> sweet talking woman. Yeah. Uh, Strange magic. Yeah, strange magic. Yeah. Um, he besides doing ELO, uh, he sort of shifted into producer mode around the time of uh, Traveling Wilburys. Uh, produced George Harrison's Cloud Nine. Of course he did. Yeah, of course he did, which is – this sounds a lot like that. Also produced Full Moon Fever, which that I wouldn't no. have guessed. Huh. I, that that actually I, – I find that surprising. It, yeah. Well, it speaks to his strengths. Music surprises me. It speaks that to his strengths <laughs> and the weird case of this being an ELO album. So, I mean, I'll start with this one. You know, I there's no recapturing and you shouldn't. Uh, recapture the the magic or the strange magic, if you will, um, of the <laughs> nicely you know, played, sir. You know uh, that it it is it is over the top pop in su- it's such a nerdtastic thing. Like I, I you, you wouldn't play it on a date. First of all, <laughs> if the lady is getting in your car, don't put on EOA, <laughs> like because then she's getting right out of your car. Uh, you know, it's just a very although. <laughs> You said don't get into old, but if you're listening to ELO, she's not going to get out quickly, so you can probably. (laughs) 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 Points. You have to unload her walker. I think think we're done here. Yeah, I (laughs) I don't think it's going to get any. It's it's not like you're going out with Adele. <laughs> Hold on, I have to compose myself. Um, you know, these like hits that sort of define the seventies, and so when people who are scared of the seventies think of music, they actually are thinking of ELO. I think, mm-hmm. uh, which is or Moody is, Blues or or Moody Blues, which, which they can't get into. Which is a shame because this is a guy who grew up loving uh, the Beatles immensely, working with obviously George yeah. Harrison, and having the talent that they had in a large part. Uh, maybe not in the necessarily the songwriting, like the the lyric component uh, department, but as far as everything else going together, there, I mean, there are moments on this album that could have been on a George Harrison album, which is why it's a little weird and and a little uh, not disconcerting, uh, but confusing for me because uh, 
I don't know what I expected him to do, to do, but and I've said this to a lot of people. If he came out tomorrow and said, "Hey, I've got cancer. I have like a month to live," and I made this, like this album is made by an old man, and it's like a final statement, mm-hmm. and it's made by music referencing himself, but never ever getting up to like what the heights that he did, which. I don't know. Does he need to do that? Well, I think you're raising the right question about what – so you said you were confused by this album, which I think is the correct response mm-hmm. in the sense that you know why, why are we getting – right? So there's no kind of external force compelling him to release the album. There's well, no reason why, for it Why ELO and not just Jeff Lynne? Right, right. I, and and I don't I I don't think I mean I, I I don't know I think you're right I think I think if there were if if uh, if this were you know knock on wood if uh, if he were sick and 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 there were some sort of um, contextual thing that would make this album kind of bittersweet and just a sort of a an elegant you know exit mm-hmm. um, then that's a nice thing but if this album is coming out and there are going to be like three more in the next five years, yeah. then I'm not really, I'm, I'm just not sure what to, what to do with that. I, like, I don't, yeah. think the, I don't think the world needs that. It's, 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 it's the best case scenario, uh, more recent, which is not recent anymore. Uh, I can think it was Bob Dylan's time out of mind. Yeah. Right. Which was not expected. Right. And, and, and you certainly perfect. wouldn't, I mean, he was right. coming off his, his Christian rock phase at that point. Right. And that album is a certified classic. Yeah. And yeah. one of his best. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't get that from everybody. That's Dylan. But this is equatable. Like, well, and since then, he's put out some... Bad uh, ones. Yeah, yeah. Questionable. Hmm. Yes, um, let's just leave, leave that but one like the But the, like the, the final Warren Zevon mm-hmm. release. Yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on it. But it's it's not... It's clearly not among his greatest works, but it... it it's heartfelt. And it's, got, right. it's got depth and emotion to Yeah, it. but that one it's, song will make you cry. Yeah. Like, every well, time you... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... <sighs> I'm looking at my notes, and it is almost verbatim what you guys have already said. Well, not you, Kevin, but <laughs> everybody else. Said. I, I'm I'm listening to it, and it's it's for one. I think one of the reasons that he said Jeff Lynne's ELO is because when his solo albums, I didn't even pay attention that he had them out. Right. I really like ELO. I don't particularly like Jeff Lynne as a solo artist, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there listening to this thing, and it's like. What compelled you to to write this? What is the purpose of putting this out? There's no emotion in this. There's Actually, I no, disagree with that. But. Well, okay. I, to, to, to my right. ear, I don't hear any feels. I don't hear any, you know, there's no depth to it. There, It's just like, hey, there's a bunch of shit left over from Traveling Wilburys that I forgot <laughs> to get to. And it's some of it is just – some of it is very lovely and pleasant enough for yeah. background music. It's destined for the brunch track at a Chili's in central Virginia. It's mm-hmm. not – but and but some of it is just like, this is so boring. I can't lift my arm to turn to the next <laughs> – it's all – it's just bad. It's – I, I disagree, but not not completely. Uh, it is. I don't know, did you guys hear David Gilmore's solo album? Yes. Yeah. So David Gilmore and uh, the last Floyd album, and this is somewhere in the middle of those because David Gilmore's solo album was the same thing. I was very excited for it, uh-huh. and then I listened to it, and I was like, Damn. "Well, it's not." There's there's still things to find and dig out of that. Uh, the jazz song he did on that was fantastic mm-hmm. and unexpected, and that. But on the whole. Like I loved it because I was like, this is a guy who may not do any more, right? For whatever reason, right. and this is it, and this is, and that's and that's why the Floyd album worked. 
you know, people were complaining about that. But if you're like, if you think about this is this is it. This is all you're getting with this. It like adds curtains. an extra weight to yeah. it. So, but not knowing that, um, you take like any song on this, and and like I, I said, it references his earlier work, and he's definitely all the songs are from except the uh, the one song we voted down was uh, <laughs> but she's no good or. Dirty to the yeah. bone. Dirty to the bone. God, it's just bad. Well, it's also a little misogynistic. <laughs> you, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and there are some moments of weird, you know, like love and rain, uh, weird platitudes that don't just like, yeah. you know, he's not trying. But yeah, behind it is still, while it's not full bone ELO, it's gorgeous. Mm. I. I disagree with the use of that word because yeah. I feel okay. Like "Can't Get It Out of My Head" is a song that when I when it comes on the radio or it's anywhere and I hear mm-hmm. it, I just kind of like stop and just listen to it because it's thick, it's lush, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There on this album, when he bothered to put backup harmonies in, the backup singers sound as bored as anybody listening to it. It's just banal and. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's any – there doesn't seem to be any emotion in it at all. And then there's like just some absolute clunkers in it that just drag the – even if you had this nice background music. So let me ask gone. you back, back to the Grimes conversation a little bit. You know, sub out experimental mm-hmm. for this and, and do that and, mm-hmm. and say that it's experimental and you're doing – like if you put a different face on it, are you okay with it? Like if, if it's not your expectation is ELO. Right. If this were the new Sufjan Stevens album. Right. <laughs> we 100% wouldn't be talking about it on this podcast. <laughs> That'd be Paul and I sitting in a car <laughs> with yeah. a microphone. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, I'm not expecting a retread of ELO, but if he's going to call it Jeff Lynn's ELO, I'm going to expect mm-hmm, there yeah. to be some sort of hearkening to that lushness, to that, you know, the, the layering, the actual feeling that goes into each layer of sound that's in a, you know, even your worst ELO song has more depth and feeling right. than, than this does. And he's, you know, he's had, I looked it up. I didn't realize he'd had as many solo albums out as he yeah, had. He's had I know he's been, he's all over, but he's been in, involved in everything. But so, so I actually think, yeah, but that Dirty to the Bone song, I think it, it does have all that. I think it's just super awkward. Like a 20 year old guy yeah. singing that yeah. is like, okay, I get it. You're a 20 year old, but a 67 year old guy is Not like, cool. Whoa. Or if, he's, if, he, if that thing got slowed down, you know, to like a quarter of the speed and like thrown out in a country song. It may work oh. for that genre, but it's just, it, uh. yeah. or even as a Steely Dan character, but just, <laughs> but as uh, you know, it's yeah. actually it perfectly is Donald yeah. Fagan singing that yeah. even now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, like, oh yeah, I don't. I'm glad. Is that, is that your your lobbying to like we didn't do the Steely Dan? We got to do the Dan cast. Yes. Um, no, I'm I'm interested. Uh, uh, I, I guess I'm happy to hear um, what Carrie's saying because I, I feel like I'm a little bit the outlier here in the sense that I didn't like I don't have a strong relationship to ELO. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that's just not having you know not having American parents, and so like the you know the first uh, ELO album I got was when my in-laws were moving from Pittsburgh down to Williamsburg, and it was part of their like here you go here's a box full of like Neil Diamond and ELO stuff. Yeah. And uh, right, and nice a good and box white it satin. was. Here you are, <laughs> but um, and you guys are going to hate me for this. I didn't like. I didn't really kind of go back and think about Yellow until I saw 
in like 2002 or something, the new pornographers covering Don't Bring Me Down as an encore. Mm -hmm. And it was so fucking good. Right. And it was just so, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, there's a whole like level of urgency to this music that I didn't right. realize was there until I heard someone else doing it live. But I still don't have like that accumulated, like all those miles that I've logged with mm -hmm. Yellow. Like they're still. Right. I would be interested to see if the new pornographers would cover this album <laughs> in its entirety. In its entirety. I think we should do a Kickstarter. But you know, as songwriters, they're sitting around going, like, shit, yeah, this is, this is tight songwriters. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you say about old people a lot. I mean, you do. Like, if they, if they well, they wrote something, so we've got to. No, I'm kidding. But I, do, I don't know why he put this out. It's, uh, you know, are you out of yeah. money? What's do it for? You, yeah. What's this for? <laughs> Do you do you need help, Jeff? You know, Jeff, we can, you know. I, I mean, do you have health insurance. You feel really strongly about about no, your disdain just, for it. No, I just don't under. It's not a matter of disdain. It's like I'm too bored to have disdain for it. I well, just don't understand why put it out. You're Jeff Lynn for fuck's sake. You're you know, <laughs> you're you're kind of a big deal. Why why put this what? out if you don't need to? Let's hear a song. We'll ponder that. Uh, Carrie will wake you up when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is one step at a time. <laughs> That song had a plethora of cowbell. You might as well be singing Jeff Lynn, I'm not dead. Because <laughs> that's, that's what this is. Hey, I'm not dead. George Harrison is dead, but I'm not. So uh, let's consider this angle. George Harrison was a friend of his. Yes. I don't know if you guys have seen – it's a documentary. I think it's called Mr. Blue Sky about Jeff Lynn. And he, he talks about a lot about his relationship with George Harrison mm -hmm. and how that he still isn't necessarily like over his death. Yeah. Hmm. 
as much as this sounds like George Harrison, do you think this is in a lot of ways like a tribute to his friend? Um, not this song, because that song to me has a lot more YOLO in it than Beatles, as, mu- as similar yeah. as they were at by the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were all kind of sounding very similar toward the end of the career. But um, um, Ain't It a Drag mm-hmm. is the one that sounds exactly like a George Harrison. I don't, you could say tribute. I I don't really know how I feel but about Jeff Lynne, so I could say some mean is, things about it. It, it but. honestly can't be a tribute, though, if the guy was responsible for making the record. Like, no, I know. I know. Which is, which is right. a weird thing. And that, that's why it is and, – and that back to what I was talking about at the top, that's what gets really weird for me because if that's what this album is, I fucking love it. And I, and I feel it. And then all of a sudden he gives me feels and I get the – I'm okay with but bad again, songs. Because then you know the backstory right. to it. Again, right. you're letting that backstory come in. We had the same discussion with Brown Bird. Mm-hmm. You let the backstory of an album come in and it changes your complete relationship with that album. Yeah. Um, there, there, I, I don't see a point to this though. I don't see where it is. He is trying to hearken back and remember when we were all – like this. Remember when we were all great. It is just, and if he's trying to do that, I don't think he's doing a good job of it. Okay. And so that's because, just where I am. Well, I think to go back to like the Dylan example, like, so, you know, Dylan puts out Time Out of Mind, but um, he tours relentlessly. Um, mm-hmm. And he just, all he knows how to do is put out the music that he wants to put mm-hmm. out. Like, it's almost not like a choice that he's making anymore. He's just, he's been doing that's this his, reality, his entire and that's life. What he right. yeah. And he's, he kind of doesn't care if anyone's going to like it or not to wit the last, uh, that Sinatra thing that was, <laughs> that we shouldn't ever bring up in conversation. <laughs> right. Um, but it's not like ELO have been so prolific over the years that this is just right. That it's just, it's like Woody Allen who puts out a new movie every 18 right. months. Right. So that's just what Woody Allen's going to do. You can't really fault right. him for it. Um, if, since this is supposed to be a return of ELO, is it? it, is that, is it the, I, I don't. I, yeah. Why? Well, I he mean, puts why? out a bunch of solo albums, yeah. and then he puts out something that specifically says Jeff Lindsay ELO. It's it's almost like he's just peeing all over something. And it's saying, almost like he's Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Corgan smashing my breath. He just. It's like he just wants to remind everybody, "Hey, I'm still yeah. around. I know y'all didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to the solo albums I've been doing, so mm-hmm. now I'm going to call this one ELO." Yeah, I mean, do you, do you fault him for that, or I just I don't understand the purpose of it. I don't necessarily fault well, the purpose. Him for if, it. if, if that, if it's if it's as cynical as that, then it, the purpose is like I want to make some money. And well, then be you good know at how it. I'm going to make more money. Well, then be good at it. That's a, if you're if that's okay. how you want to do it. Put out good songs. Don't put out shit that bores me to tears. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I had many that's... much meaner things to say, but I'm starting to soften. <laughs> no, no, like... let's, let's read down your list. <laughs> let's get it all out, Carrie. This, this is the last album review podcast of the year. So I don't dislike Jeff Lynn. I don't really have any, I don't know anything about him. So right. I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think Carrie wants to be the reason Jeff Lynn doesn't come down to the basement. I know. So. I don't want to make Jeff Lynn cry because I have some it really neat things to say. Jeff Lynn's mom might give us up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Here, here's the meanest thing on my oh, list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on, Get it. There's so much of this that really just sounds like because I loved early George Harrison mm. by Cloud Nine. I was like, oh my god, just stop making music, oh, just yeah. stop yeah. already. You fucking suck, and you're just making me sad. <laughs> and and then but that one video with all the animals, that was awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, on. great. Again, ugh, good videos do not make good songs. All right. But that that got my mindset on you is absolutely terrible. But when I was listening to Ain't It a Drag for like the second or third time, I was like. 
where the hell did he get this song? It is a direct ripoff of everything Harrison did. And since he produced all of that shit, it is, mm-hmm. he's ripping himself off, basically. But it's almost like he was like George Harrison's um, like unfortunate item buddy so that the person who, if you die, they come in your house and take all your stuff that's embarrassing so your family won't find it. <laughs> <laughs> and like while he was digging around and getting into like George Harrison's embarrassing stuff, he found like all these liner notes for a bunch of shit that wasn't even good enough for Cloud Nine. And he's just been sitting around and he's like, you know, people think I'm dead and I'm not. So I'm going to like... <laughs> Just try some of this stuff out. I don't think he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) You might think he's dead, but I don't think. I I think people are like Jeff Lynn, not dead, not Canadian. Holy shit, Jeff Lynn. Well, then you might be right because your action could have been holy shit. Jeff Lynn's still alive. (laughs) No, no. Well, when you phrase it as Jeff Lynn's ELO, it does kind of insinuate that the whole rest of the band is dead. Yeah. I just that was and that's the meanest thing that I that I had to say about it was okay. I also I was like where did he even like drag this up oh that's where so rehash George Harrison yeah not, bat it even not and, outtakes mm-mm. no and you've got like Love and Rain which goes it has the same like monotonous lyrical just badness of Got My Mind Set on You which is a terrible mm-hmm. song it's a terrible song I'm sorry. Georgie, you wrote a bad song. You know, <laughs> first, first you guys are busted on Traveling Wilburys, which will be revisited. <laughs> we're going oh, yes. to get paid back in like the worst oh, way. Oh, yes. No, no, there, there's going to be a whole Traveling Wilburys podcast. Or oh. he's going to tell us that there's a podcast and he's going to have us listen to two <laughs> shit albums for like the whole week. And then we're going to get down here and he's going to be like, oh, I was just kidding. Or 2016. We're not, <laughs> we're not listening to that. I, You're no, going to go watch Grown Ups too. I used to fuck with people in the intro. Like when we, when we used to play the, the song, <laughs> we used to play a song. You'd be like, "Yeah, just break into a funnier song, like in the middle of it." Like uh-huh. listen to the early ones, and and what was the one, um, uh, uh, the uh, Spandau Ballet song? And we did it. We did it. Remember, we did it at the end end of the but year. But you didn't podcast. even do. You didn't even do true. You did like gold. Or yeah, yeah, something. yeah. And like, it was just like not even like the best. Quote like the intro really just song, the built up, built up, and it was like, like no, it was true. It was like <laughs> built up. It was like, yeah. <laughs> so and that was when we did it all with headphones. So um, yeah. God, I'm so confused right now. Um, all right, so Carrie, what are you going to do with this album? I'm going to come on a pass. Really? Yeah. You want to get in my van? You don't I'm think you'll enrich to your else? daughters? No. Wait, how, you can't get in your van. And listen and to old ELO. Okay. I'm getting in my van and listening to good ELO. <laughs> Back when they were young. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. Uh, Eduardo. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in that van, I think. <laughs> I want to I go listen to old ELO. <laughs> we're in the van listening to Faith No More. Fuck you, people. Fuck you, oldies. Um. Wow. Uh, Sorry, Kev. I, I'm going to buy it because I have a heart. <laughs> uh, and, and this is what, it, for the exact reason that I said earlier. It, uh, you're talking about the narrative, like if you're told that or whatever. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that's the narrative I've created. And yeah. that actually matters more than anybody telling somebody stuff. Right. And you know what? That's all music is. Yeah. How that's, does that yeah. shit make you feel? It's totally valid. Right. So I'm, uh, my narrative is just like, oh, man. Like he he's probably not going to do much more. This is it. Sort of bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And sort of get to the little 
<laughs> little tear. Yeah, you, you can't do that on podcast. But, uh, um, you know, the bite the lip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I'm gonna buy it and uh, and I will listen to it by myself. You can sit in the basement with your cat listening to it. Yeah, because God the lady Daria will be, won't the lady will be upstairs it. with me in a dance party listening to Grimes. Yes, she will. <laughs> there you go, ELO. <laughs> Jeff Lynn's ELO, alone in the universe. In the So in the past hour, uh, we've talked about Grimes, we've talked about Electric Light Orchestra, we have proved that I am the only one in this basement with a heart. Um, yeah, you know, a, a heart with a thing for Jeff Lynn. A heart with a thing that. for Jeff Lynn, how about that? <laughs> uh, you know, as always, we encourage people to go out and find out for themselves. We're just a, we're just <laughs> a guy the, down this path. The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> Uh, I would actually, for the ELO, sort of urge you to just, if you haven't heard them and you're a fan of big orchestral pop, go listen to that instead of like that Sophie and Stevens bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is that podcast. I mean, yeah. this is like, this is consistent. 144. We're going to be in our van listening to Sophie and Stevens. Um, a little voodoo doll I of ho- you. I hope it's on someone's list uh, oh <laughs> in a couple of weeks. God. <laughs> what is that album? Carrie and whatever. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might be on Paul's. Lowell's. Carrie and Lowell. <laughs> I think you might want to start suggesting that to Paul. And that's an example of an. We need to do a shadow al- campaign for it. <laughs> oh it can't be worse than getting like just fucking hit upside the head with Japan droids. <laughs> no, what was it? Alt, Alt J. I they love came out of fucking nowhere. Oh my god, I love we it. I still there, we were, love it. We were sitting there and like we all had our lists, and Paul did the thing, and like you and I think one other person put it the, put it high enough. That with the algorithm, it drove it up, and it, and it was, Kevin like, was number like, three. It, I can't believe this is all here. <laughs> um, Beat your Walkman out. Yes, it did. So uh, so those are the albums this week. Uh, as always, we like to play a track at the end of this podcast. Sometimes it's local. Sometimes it's it's bigger, and we just love it. Uh, I was thinking about doing an old R.E.M. Uh, – not R.E.M. – ELO track uh, just for education purposes. But our friends in Kingsley Flood are playing a show – if you're listening to it uh, the week of the release at U Street Music Hall, playing it with our friends in North Country, which is going to be interesting. Uh, their new lineup is they played one show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually are playing this show and the next day go in the studio to uh, record the next North Country album. If you haven't heard us talking about that, uh, you can hear it in podcasts coming up. And best. if you are listening to this in time to go to that show – Go to that show. Yes, yeah. U Street has an excellent sound system. U Street, it, it sounds fantastic. great. Uh, Kingsley Flood is one of the better live bands you're going to ever see. Don't be afraid to go down the stairs. Once exactly. you get down there, it's lovely. So they've been on a little journey this year. Um, most of the band is in Boston. The same is here. Uh, he's the singer, and they started a pledge music campaign, and basically it was to fund themselves uh, through the year as much as they could. Making music, uh, you know, he has a real job. I think they all have real jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, throughout the course of the year, uh, they lost a family member, 
and I had to replace her on violin. Uh, Janae, I forget her last name because facts. Um, and uh, the, instead of putting out an immediate follow-up to Battles, which was 2012, I think, and was a great album, they've recorded a series of EPs. The third EP finally came out. If you were in their Pledge Music campaign, you got this a while ago uh, because that's how you do it. You're, you're pre-ordering. You're, you're subsidizing their thing, and they're like, okay, you get this before people. Uh, the name of it is called The Good Fight. Uh, we're going to play a track called The Good Fight. Uh, and uh, so here you go. Kingsley Flood finishing up their year of EPs with The Good Fight. I'd like to get back to New York City water is white and the buildings are cold They never let our prints in the pavement dry They never take the long way home I'd like to get back and mind my business The ghosts of this town never seem to leave They live in the walls where the dime store died Behind the new crap coffee machine Kingsley Flood, uh, Nassim Curry up front there, uh, fighting the good fight. You can find all their stuff on their Bandcamp page, on their regular page. We're going to have links in there. Uh, and like I said, on 12-4, they're at U-Haul. Uh, it's just going to be a big, friendly thing. Uh, I, You know, even with a new lineup, North Country, uh, Andrew Grossman is one of the most exciting performers like I've seen. 
since we started this blog, and I can't imagine. You know, he's playing with members of Brenda. Uh, he's playing uh, with Nick from Baby Bri Bri. Uh, I can't imagine it's yeah. going to be anything but stellar. So it's going to be two awesome bands for what, like fifteen bucks? Yep. Plus. It's Friday. It's Friday. You ain't got a job. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to buy old people shots, I will be at the <laughs> I'll be standing next to him. Um, so that's it. That's our album podcast for the year. Now we've just got John Williams and then uh, our best of. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, we'll be back in about seven, yeah, seven days. Might be double up on them. As, uh, as always, be good to your ears. Be better to your people. We'll talk to you in a few. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!